We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, God. All right. Well, that sucked. <laughs> I've, I mean, um, it is what it is. And, and I, I'm, some people don't don't nuke the team. Don't nuke the team. I, I'm not. I, I said I was going to give this 20 games. And this is a, there's a particular reason um, why I'm giving it 20 games and why I didn't get fired up when they beat the living hell out of the Suns. It's it's way too early. It's way too early to get too high, and it's way too early to get too low. Um, that was really bad, though. Um, I don't I don't know if everybody went out and had a little bit of fun in L.A. Um, I I will say this: there is a there is a certain intersection right now of um, teams going into Los Angeles or out of Los Angeles in the past uh, was it seventy two hours and having really crappy games with days off. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying it's a you know uh, a straight line to draw, but I'm not not saying it either. Um, happy birthday uh, to Travis Demers who uh, turned 40 years old. He's officially old and washed, but he does a great job on the radio broadcast, and that's the homie. So, um, yeah, I, I see everybody pointing out uh, 30 turnovers. Uh, somebody asked me what was the most turnovers they had with under Terry Stotts when I said 28, and then I think it was 30 seconds later that they had 29. I was like, well. They officially crossed that plateau, and that's not a Chauncey thing entirely. Um, they're, they're maybe the influence of trying to do things differently, but I also look at that and go, you're NBA players, you, you know how to take care of the ball. Like Even with increased ball movement, it's that's too much. That's, that's just way, 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 way too many. There's been a couple of those games already this season. Um, not just by Portland, uh, just in general. Uh, God, I can't remember who it was. Was it was it Minnesota? Somebody else had thirty something turnovers the other night. Uh, it was it was pretty incredible. As Andrew Baird points out here, thirty turnovers and thirty two made buckets. Holy crap, that's bad. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna sit here and go, oh, here, let me break down this bit of film. Oh, hey, let me take a look at this guy. This guy was good. That guy was bad. This is mostly a, uh, hey, let's come here and uh, have a little bit of fun. That's If there's one thing I learned from doing Outsiders over the years is no one wants to immediately after the game go, hey, let's dive into the tape and see how really bad they were. 
It's not. It's not fun. Um, what? Give, give me. Let me know how you guys are feeling here in the comments. Um, a lot of a lot of questions about Dame, which we'll kind of talk grand scheme about. We'll definitely talk about Nurk because um, that was that was not great. Um, yeah, screw it. We'll we'll start we'll start with Dame because I had a lot of people uh, message me and ask me kind of what's going on or is something going on? Is everything okay? And as we're seeing uh, here in the comments right now, um, Dame got his power stolen <laughs> via Space Jam. Uh, that's a pretty logical example. Uh, conclusion i think at this point <laughs> uh i i do think that he's not he's not right he definitely doesn't have lift he doesn't have explosion he just doesn't look right uh on threes he's leaving stuff short dame dame doesn't leave anything short i mentioned it on twitter he's he's an incredibly strong dude wildly strong i watched him for years warm up where he just flicks his wrist and pulls from 35 he's wincing on 25 footers he tried to pack that on Hartenstein tonight and foul no foul anything like that it didn't look like he had a snowball's chance in hell of clearing Hartenstein it was it was like he tried to will himself over and it was it wasn't right and we've seen Dame start like this almost every year where he's dealing with that abdominal thing it just doesn't quite look right uh but this time I think he might be in a little bit of trouble because number one, he's older. Number two, he played all summer on a shortened season, on top of a shortened season. Um, it, if this continues, if if he continues to look like this, where not necessarily decision making or anything like that, but just his lack of lift, his lack of like holy crap explosion, which we've you know associated with Damon Lillard, he's not washed. So uh, it leads me to believe he's not. Not doing great physically. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, uh, he uh, he looked awful. One of his worst games, maybe ever. Not not kidding. Uh, with the Trailblazers, uh, I hate using this word because it's such a it has so many like other connotations to it. But he looked lazy, and I hate 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 using that word. But he looked lazy. Um, he was late on pretty much everything. He was showing guys down the middle. Um, the Blazers guards did a horrible job of stepping over screens and actually like delaying at all, but which made things even worse. Um, Reed said uh, Nurk like he was playing with Ubmits. Yeah, the offensive side, he he looked like a, a greased turkey. Like he just he had just hands crossed up. Everything was bad. Everything Nurk did was bad tonight. <laughs> it, I, I don't like using that many like, generalizations, uh, but it was significantly one of his worst games I've ever seen. There, there, he had a couple of nice passes early on. He had the little drop pass over the top of the back cut, and I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. And that was, it was really early in the game before things got totally sideways. Um, it it was just rough, man. It was, it was really, 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 really rough. How many shots did he end up getting up? Six? Six shots, six turnovers. Yeah, that's when well, your shot to turnover ratio is one. Uh, that's a problem. That's a major, major problem. Eight of thirty-seven from three. We talked about this after the Suns game the other night. In that, uh, the best potpourri is shot making, baby. You knock down a truckload of threes in the first half, and you take good care of the ball. The other stuff looks pretty crap. You know, less crappy. You don't do that. 
and things look like they did in the first game, and all of a sudden that shot making doesn't all of a sudden, oh, everything's good. And this is why, again, I'm not making any judgments because realistically, they played okay against the Suns, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Everybody's going off. Greg Brown Duncan, CJ Allaby Duncan, Nas Duncan, everybody Duncan. It was great. But when I watched back that tape, it was like, eh, still, there's still quite a few things to work on. So, and I didn't expect it to be like a ready-made product right now, but I thought people were, they're, they're so, it's so much easier to go, it was all stots. It was all stots than it is to go, eh, eh it still doesn't look great. Um, but what did look great, and you guys showed up for, uh, we'll get in, we'll get more into into the games here in a second. But I thought let's have some fun tonight. Um, I asked you guys to send me your best headlines for tomorrow, and you guys did not disappoint. There were some good ones. There were some that, some that I can't say on air just because. Oh, I, I mean, I can, but then I, I have to go, you know, deal with the rating stuff on the stream. And listen, I love it. I laughed. It was fun. Um, but come on, guys. I'm kidding. Thank you. Thank you for being wildly toxic. <laughs> I'm dead serious. It made me laugh. Um, because I, I, I get the same way sometimes. It's like, and yeah, it's some fun. Um, so let me get to those here real quick. There were... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 62. 62 replies. Uh, PM. Shout out, PM. Bold to assume this effort warrants a headline. Eh, that's that's certainly one way to go. 
Uh, Curtis Long, the principal, shout out Principal Long, horrendous scoring output leaves Blazers 86 to buy the Clippers, which I absolutely stole for the Blazers Edge tag before I created this. So shout out the principal. Uh, let's see. Post-game breaking news, Blazers hire new on-air talent Neil Everett. I choked tonight that I was going to spend most of the show talking about Neil Everett, which, listen, if we're going to talk about fun stuff, Neil Everett doing the pregame, the halftime, like, it made me legitimately giddy. It was fun. Um, it brought me back to Sports Center days and just hearing his voice as I was getting everything ready. It was really cool. So, um, in a crappy night, that was fun. Rob Mack at Rob Mack82. Blazers ruined Travis Demers' birthday. How dare they? How dare they? Uh, Scrappy Mud at Scrappy Mud, not a product of the roster. Uh, Adam at uh, Disc Giesler. Blazers lose the trail in LA, messed around and got clipped. Uh, Janelle Boyer, Dame Light Savings Time is not saving the Blazers this time or is Dame Time. Uh, shout out Jake Stevens, 35, for a very to the point uh, headline for tomorrow. I, I don't know if this pertains to one Jake or all Jakes, but Jake has lost a shit ton of money on the Blazers this season. Not catch your punny, but damn it, I'm sad. And listen to everybody out there uh, who took gambling advice from me today uh, on to take the over. No legal recourse. Sorry. <laughs> Reed. Hey, listen, Reed. This is a good one. I'm going to give me that like real quick. Read at Reed P and W. Dame Chiller, the captain's still ice cold from three. Joe Fisher at Joe Fish three. Clippers cash in on broke Dame Dalla and Blazers. Ah, God, we're getting we're getting a little vicious. Eminem, shout out Eminem. Uh, if you haven't, go check out him on Twitter at Eminem PDX for all your Blazers and actually NBA related. He's got some non NBA. He's got a Griffey uh, print too that I need to get for the studio when it's done. This is good. No chance. Uh, Blazers are routed by the Clippers in La La Land. I like the no chance play on words there that one's pretty good uh shout out adrian bernard of blazers that's just not a product of the roster got a lot of that tonight um let's see blazers fail to bifurcate cut down by clippers uh blazers get canned by canard uh also the principal had another great one in here that was um oh what was it I, I think I was going to steal that one, too. Something along the lines of uh, Blazers kicked in the canards, I think is what it was. It was a uh, it was a tough one. Uh, Terry Stott's loving retirement wins lottery from Adam Antium. Uh, Trailblazers and Chauncey Billups create a beautiful, in quotes, night. Clippers shave Blazers bald. Same roster, same results. Rob Mack at Rob Mack at We can still go 80-2. and two. Uh... Diabetes at Diabetes. Uh, former offensive guru Terry Stotts takes in defensive gem from New Look Blazers in Los Angeles. And, of course, he has a picture of Terry uh, at the Timbers game the other night. Uh, Blazers old, Blazers fans, the Neil Olshay, and it's the uh, gif of Samuel L. Jackson staring. Um, triple servers at Eric J. also. Brock, Brocken, broken clock, right, 8% of the time. I'm, I'm like freaking Will Ferrell up here right now. You put it on the teleprompter, I'm going to read it. Um, shout out at Mike Acker with just a simple fuck it. Also, uh, there's a great reply there from Chalupa Dad. That's actually Yusuf Nurkic's quote from tonight. Yikes! Yikes! Oh man, there are a lot of these. You guys, um, you guys did great. I mean, these are fire stots question mark. Uh, roster limitations for one sixteen. Uh, but a Bank Auto Rip City laid to rest by winless, no good Clippers. 
Kenny Bender clip show exposes Blazers shit show. Uh, Dad, come in with, a, with another fiery one. Blazers found themselves lost as the Donner Party in California. Keep it up, guys. Keep it up. This, this, these, these were good. And honestly, man, this is this is what you got to do because they got their asses handed them tonight. There's, there's no way about it. And this is why you can't sit here and evaluate stuff. Um, not these, not these tweets. The tweets were great. I, I'm evaluating them right now. You guys, ten out of ten, eleven out of ten. Round of applause for you guys. You guys, you guys did fantastic. Um, when you get too low in the first game and then you get too high in the second game, I'm going to say it, you get clipped in the third game, there's just nowhere to really balance it all out. You just got to kind of take some of this and figure it out and just ride with it for a little bit. Listen, if they get to 25 games in and they're still having a 30-point win here, a 30-point slacking there, well, well, then maybe you can you can go, yeah, we got to take a bigger look at this. But I think right now you just kind of have to take the good with the bad. Last game was good, man. Last game was really good. It was a lot of fun. There were some flaws in it, but it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. Tonight, you just got to take joy in the sadness. Um, speaking of taking joy in the sadness, thank you, everybody, for coming in here. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe here on YouTube. If you're sitting on the toilet, just slide that thumb over. Subscribe. If you're feeling real spicy, click the bell. That way you know when we go live because sometimes I go five minutes after, sometimes I go ten minutes after, sometimes I go two minutes after. But that way you know when we come on. Uh, and if you're looking for the podcast, remember, if you're watching now, if you miss one at any time, I take these, I load them up, I put them in the podcast player so you guys have got them first thing in the morning. You can take it on your podcast. Search Jack Ramsey's for any, across any of your podcast platforms, you'll find us there. And again, if you're feeling really, really cool, uh, leave us a review. Or in tonight, in this case, leave me a review because I'm flying without Brandon because he's a coward. That's right, Brandon. You're a coward. You didn't want to face this ass whooping like a man. How dare you? How dare you prioritize sleep and mental well-being over this absolute thrashing? Um, Lesser, so if the pattern continues, we'll dominate Memphis. I think that's probably what we'll end up doing is, is uh, get more geared up for Memphis because the Memphis game uh, jaw looks really good. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I am a massive, massive, massive jaw fan. Uh, so I love seeing him play like this. And the idea of the Blazers trying to contain John Morant with what I have seen in the first three games terrifies the ever-living hell out of me. They do not like that they're prepared for arguably the most explosive guard in the league right now. Yikes. Yikes, 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 yikes. Uh, Gabe Lauderdale, did the Blazers win? Hey, guys, everybody fill in, Gabe. Fill in, Gabe, if you're here in the chat. Um... We already, you know, kind of dunked on Dame, but I think we can kind of squint at that and go, eh, I'm going to give Dame a wee bit of a pass. Nurk, nope, no passes. Do not pass go. Do not collect your new contract with that with the way you're playing. Yikes. Uh, Cove. 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 Cove, buddy. Buddy, pal. Um, that was one of Cove's worst games as a Blazer. He had one last season where it looked like he was violently contesting playing basketball. And it was, whoa, okay. It was, I, I, I got to look it up. Uh, but I remember Joe and I sitting there talking about it. It was late in the fourth quarter. Like, do we even talk about this? Like, do we do we talk about how bad Cove was? Because this is like, a, you know, multiverse Covington where like somebody stole his ability to walk 
Uh, but he was he was bad. He was really really bad tonight. He there was three different possessions. How many turnovers did he end up with? Was it four? Yeah, he had three. I think on a pa- on passes, and they were all because he hesitated. He stopped. I think it was more one of those situations where he was looking at it. How many shots did he end up with? Yeah, three. I think it was one of those situations. And um, I want to say it was Richmond, Mike Richmond, locked on Blazers host, who said sometimes Cove just. He, he's going to shoot no matter what when he gets the ball, and I think he tried to kind of break some of that habit because he, he caught the ball and it was like, ah! And he's like, he saw it out of the corner of his eye, looked over and was like, I need to make the skip pass here. And he did, but it was two seconds too late, and the entire Clippers defense was between him and the guy he was trying to pass to. And turnovers. Uh, so, yeah, he was really late, which is honestly goes against how he typically plays. He's usually on on the beat. He he was operating with a different set of sheet music tonight. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Uh, Kaylee, tonight's broadcast is wild. The game or Kevin Lamar? Cause I, I thought Kevin Lamar were, were, were kind of lit, especially when they brought out the, the whale footage. Listen, man, knowing when to absolutely bail on a game in a broadcast is a talent. Just stop talking about what's going on the floor and go talk about sticking dynamite in a whale on a beach. Like that's. That was very, 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 very on brand. That was that was great. It was perfect timing. That's how you do it. That is professional, professional broadcasting right there. Well done by the guys tonight, um, because you just you you gotta you gotta have fun. It's not a shortened season anymore. It's eighty two games. We got seventy more, seventy nine more of these things. Uh, it if you get too deep in the trenches right now. It is going to be a long year, folks. Uh, if there's one thing that I learned from from doing the show, it was that doing pregame, doing doing postgame. If you get sucked into stuff real early, one way or the other, good, bad, the other, doesn't mean you can't enjoy it, doesn't mean you can't hate it, but if you latch into it in like every single thing, it'll wear you out. It'll wear you out. So 
positives, we've spent the first 22 minutes, right? 22 minutes talking about, holy crap, that sucked. Um, positives to take from this game. <sighs> Nas, Ant. Greg Brown got in and caused some ruckus. Um, Cody Zeller left the game alive. That's a positive. That man is not going to make it to the All-Star break. <laughs> he is... It's just... Uh, yeah, that's... That poor guy. He he got his nose absolutely collapsed and by Andre Iguodala. And then I want to I don't want he probably had like what three stitches tonight? I thought but look look like a three stitcher. As as somebody who's got, you know, I think I've got like six hundred stitches in my head and face. Um, which I mean, I pulled this off pretty good for having that many stitches. Um yeah, Zeller's not dead. That's the positive from tonight. Another positive is it's over. Uh, Kaylee asks, can't get worse than this, or can it get worse than this? Because it can. Oh, it can. <laughs> I've seen I've seen worse basketball than, than, than what we saw tonight. If you really want to go watch it, if you are a glutton for punishment, go watch the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are objectively trash. It is bad. And... It sucks because they're going to end up sitting Shea because they want the ping pong balls because they have so many picks because the draft matters so much and it's going to end up costing Shea some accolades. But back to the Blazers and how much they suck tonight. Um, yeah, Ant, the three-point shooting wasn't there and the assists weren't there mostly because nobody was hitting anything. Uh, what's kind of crazy is I, I thought Ant, yeah, Ant ended up with the second most shots tonight. Um I guess we can all just chalk this one up to the Blazers didn't have Norman Powell. That's that's why they lost. Um, it's uh, it's something. And Dylan Stanton, this is something I'm I'm closely monitoring as far as uh, trends. Our bench plays better as a unit than our starters, but my judgment could be wrong. I don't think you're wrong, but I don't think you're right necessarily. It's one of those things. Like I said, I'm watching it. It's it's something about the vibes just doesn't quite track. I have a theory, and I think it's... When we talked about this coming into the season, and this is why I, I wondered what and how this was going to play out. The Blazers, Chauncey, Neal, the collective leadership council told Nas he was going to get more shots and more attention. Ant, he was going to get more shots and more attention. Norm, he was going to get more shots and more attention. Nurkic, more shots and more attention. You can't do that when you get rid of Mello and Cantor. That's just, there's just not enough. So who who is going to give that up? The resident and prevailing theory was C.J. McCollum. And C.J. McCollum has spent three games saying, F you, these are my shots. Dame, I think, is trying to smooth the waters a little bit. Um, and be a distributor. Problem is, you take Norm out of the starting lineup, you lose a bit of shot creation, some reliance. Uh, Nurk plays like absolute dog water. Uh, Cove, I don't know. Maybe he got some bad sushi. Like it's, I mean, it's L.A. I mean, it's, you got to be careful where you're going. Um, but if you don't have guys out there hitting shots, you can't set the table for anybody. And Dame, like we talked about, just doesn't look right. Physically, he does not look right. So the bench, if they, if somebody in here said something in the comments uh, as far as what I had talked about pregame as far as the vibes with the bench. And I think Nas is a part of that because he's defined roles, right? Last year's bench defined role was your turn, my turn. It was Mellow Cantor and Ant was 
you know, kind of forced to say, here's the ball. I don't get to have this. But now Nas gets to eat a little bit with the bench unit. Ant gets to kind of set the table and take some guys on. Larry just wants to kind of keep things going and play basketball the right way. And Cody Zeller just likes to Hulk smash people on screens. So vibes-wise, it comes together. It makes a ton more sense. That starting lineup doesn't make a ton of sense right now because of where I think guys are trying to figure out the pecking order. Uh, and I'll say it plainly. I don't think Dame is entirely healthy. I think CJ is hearing some of the noise. Nurk and his contract and his current status and what he sees himself and the pressure that he's putting on himself is, seems to be problematic. Um, and Cove just doesn't seem like he's right. Like, it's – he hasn't looked – a hundred percent really he he knocked down some shots against Phoenix played a little bit better defensively but games one and games three defensively he was a little little sloppy wasn't quite where he needed to be um kind of unfortunate because I love Cov um Kevin Cohen there was zero heart and how can one coach this game without yelling at the starters for this BS performance so something I've noticed about Chauncey he is a sitter and he's not a yeller and in talking to some of the guys, um, Chauncey's pretty level-headed, unshakable. Uh, that's and I think that's kind of a good thing. And for the most part, Terry was as well. I think most coaches in the NBA, there's not. This has kind of been something that I've I've asked about over the last couple of years. There's not a lot of yellers left in the NBA. Yeah, you got Pop. Yeah, you got Rick Carlisle. Bud mostly looks like a cat pooped in this coffee more often than not. Steve Nash has not yelled at anybody since he stopped playing basketball. He mostly just plays soccer or um, talks about how James Harden is being held back by a hamstring injury. Um, Vogel can yell if LeBron lets him. Uh, Ty Lue's not really a yeller. Uh, I think Doc lost his voice sometime in April. Uh, Ime's not really a yeller. You just look around the league, there's not a ton of yellers left anymore. It's just because you, you can't really coach like that anymore. You have to be kind of an old head, and there's just not a ton of old heads left. So I I don't think, barring, barring a, a complete, holy crap, meltdown type of possession or call, I don't think you're going to see Chauncey really lose his mind. I am, I am interested to see what is going to get him teed up. Marcus like Tibbs. Tibbs is a good one, but Tibbs is also an, is, is an OG. I think he kind of fits in that one too, but Tibbs will also scream himself out of a voice. So, give or take. But again, there's not a ton of those guys left. Um, I saw somebody say Steve Kerr. I think Kerr just does it because sometimes he likes to. That's that's kind of how it goes. Um, we talked about Ant a little bit. Got some good looks tonight. Uh, didn't get the assists. I, I I thought he played an okay game. I will say it is nice to see him get three games in a row where clear packing order, getting feet in the paint, knocking down shots. Defensively, I actually liked what I saw from Ant tonight. Um, and there was a couple possessions from Dame, and this is like I'm like, I got to duck while I do this. I saw a couple defensive possessions from Dame tonight where I, I there was one in particular where he um, ducked in on the rotation uh, and cut off uh, the drive and catch at the rim. It got kicked back out to the right wing and then recycled over to the left wing on the X out, and Dame closed out on Paul George on the shot and got a really good contest. It's probably one of Dame's best possessions defensively this season. So there's 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 a couple things there from from Ant and Dame defensively. For the most part, the defensive effort was crap. 
Um, execution was really bad. Point of attack defense was a turnstile. Uh, Nurk was. Uh, yeah, let me see. I mean, let's go ahead and put like line this up. Dame and CJ were turnstiles above the break from the three point line. Nurk was the usher leading them to their seats. And I, you had Cove and one side like popcorn, get your popcorn as guys were just going to freely get to shots. Um, I think that was pretty much how the game went. I thought Nas brought energy. I thought he was a little, little wild at times, but nothing crazy. I'm not going to roast Nas. That's for damn sure. Um, the guy who actually trying is um, is definitely one of those ones where you're you're not going to kill him. That's that's fine. Uh, Eric Vendel, Chauncey's going to need to load up on Google Maps for all the addresses. Yeah, no, he's he, he's got to get those pre-licked stamps, the the the, the sticky ones already. Um, because otherwise, man, he's he's gonna get that dry tongue. You ever, you ever had to lick like twenty stamps? It is a miserable. You're just like, it's oh god. I'm sure that's gonna play back really well on the podcast. Sorry for that, um, but it's miserable, downright miserable. Uh, Quinn better. It felt like Nurkic was was like intentionally giving up points at times. Yeah, no, he's not quite point shaving, but it felt like it. Felt like it because. Offensively, man, he couldn't hold on to the ball at all. Defensively, like I said, he was, you know, the usher uh, at Staples, you know, escorting guys to their seats. Uh, excuse me, sir, can I see your ticket? Uh, yes, 1A at the rim? Yes, right this way, good sir. Um, <laughs> I'm not reading that out loud, Reed. Uh, <laughs> uh, but overall, man, it, it is what it is. And it's just one game. I've reached that point of it's it's tough. Uh, James Chauncey's going to need a couple extra pens for note-taking. First pens are running dry. Uh, Malls, how many more games do you think Nurk gets the ball in his hands if this continues? What game do they do on about face? It's a really good question. So Brandon and I, I think, have run somewhere between 12 and 15. So there's there's – if you – Try to keep along with me if you know what a Gantt chart is. If you don't, uh, be thankful you don't work in the production or manufacturing sector because you have to erase them all the time. But think of these bars um, stacked vertically that you can adjust with different timelines on them. So you've got the season-long bar, 82 games, and you've got another bar below it that's 20 games. And 20 games is the Chauncey measuring stick. But Underneath that bar is 12 to 15 games, and that's the Nurkic measuring stick. And then there's a 15-game one for, you know, incorporating Nance and Zeller. And then there's a 25-game bar for, does Norm deserve these shots? Does CJ, and does, does it make sense to go back to Dame and CJ? So you've got all these different goals and objectives in the first quarter of the season that you're trying to determine. And I think Nurks honestly, is the shortest because of what they'll need to do. They need to figure it out right away because if things don't work out, and I, I, I know some people are like, there's no way they'd ever trade Yushiv Nurkic. Cool, we disagree. If they don't have it figured out by the time they get into Christmas, late, late December, early January, they'll start shopping him. I, I'd be willing to, to bet that they'll start shop, they'll, they would start shopping him. I'm not saying he's going to fall apart. I think he can be significantly better than what he showed tonight, but I do think his role needs to be kind of the role that he had with Terry. If you want to get him a little more involved, fine. But in a contract year, 
with so many things up in the air, with $112 million committed to Dame, CJ, and Norm, they've got to figure stuff out otherwise. And I don't, I never believed that Dame would leave mid-year. But I think everything, and I mean everything, is up for evaluation after the year. Dame, CJ, Norm, everybody. Um, or Nurk and Covington at the trade deadline. So... And again, I'm not saying that there's like a scare tag. Oh my God, they need to blow it up. I mean, they 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 do need to blow it up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, right? Um, Dylan Stan, I think Nurk would get traded before CJ if they want to go that route. I do too. It's easier to do, and it's also it doesn't make it it, it it's not Neil admitting that he was had it wrong that the Dame CJ backcourt isn't working. Um, it's kind of how it goes, and Nibble kind of highlights it here. Nurk wasn't drafted by Neil Olshay. Yeah, there's some part of that to it. Um, I'll, I'll push back on that one, Kevin Kevin Cohen. Uh, besides the occasional good screen, Nurk is not good at basketball, especially not a starting five in the NBA. I, I think he can be a starting five in the NBA. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that. But how good of a starting five and how much he should be paid and how and where he fits into a team, I think those are all fair questions to ask. Um, overall, I'm going to take this game film and burn it and then take the ashes of the game film, stuff it in a rocket, shoot it into the sun, then fire as many nuclear missiles at the sun to supercharge the core of the sun and make sure that no remnants of that game film ever exist because it was really bad. And then I'm going to look towards Memphis and there's probably a 50, 50 chance I'm going to go to that game, uh, get my media pass and, and go, go see John person and test the knee out and see if I can handle the stairs. But part of me is thinking, sitting here thinking, do I want to walk up that many stairs and watch this team get their ass kicked? Hmm. Questions, questions, decisions must be made. I got to submit up here uh, in a couple hours. So I got to figure it out pretty quick, but, um, the Memphis Grizzlies are going to pose a lot of problems. Like I said, I'm just kind of moving on from this game because there's just there's just nothing viable to take from this game other than, hey, uh, if you don't care, you're going to get throttled. So it's, it is what it is in that regard. Um, overall, weird start. A meh game against the Kings where I think they probably thought they could walk through it because it's the Kangs. Uh, then the Suns, I think, came out after spending a ton of energy against the Lakers, and that was really what mattered to them was to, to beat the crap out of the Lakers, and they mission accomplished. Go to Portland, whatever, um, take it for granted, and then get absolutely humbled. Uh, and then the Blazers maybe got a little too high on their own supply, uh, went down to L.A., had some good food, got out in the sun. Well, they didn't get in the sun because the weather sucks right now. Um, but then they got out and went, hmm, yeah, we're going to get absolutely hammered. But here's here's grand scheme. Take a step back from the Western Conference. I don't think anybody's going to run away with this. Uh, tonight, the Denver Nuggets got embarrassed by the Cleveland Cavaliers. They looked... I had them on second screen for a little while. I turned that off because... I mean, well, it was kind of fun to watch the Nuggets get just worked. Um, also, Evan Mobley is an absolute stud. If you haven't watched him, it's going to be fun. Uh, shout out USC. Uh, fight on. Um... But yeah, I think this Grizzlies game is going to be a really unique game because they're going to present problems that Portland is not going to face on a regular basis, which is hyper, 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 hyper athletic point guard John Morant uh, and a stretch-ish 
super athletic, super springy, kind of unique big in Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, DeAnthony Melton, Desmond Bain, those guys are sitting in really good. Um, but you look at this West, to kind of get back to this whole point, the Western Conference, listen, folks, <laughs> uh, Denver, Dallas, both L.A. teams, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves, the Kings, the Jazz, the Suns. <sighs> who's who's bad? Thunder and Rockets? Thunder and Rockets are bad. Like, they're bad, bad. But Rockets will be fun? I don't know if the Thunder will be fun because I don't know if they'll play their guys that are super fun a ton. They'll probably cut, like I said, Shea and Giddy's minutes down. The Spurs, I, they're, they're, they're in a weird purgatory. But, yeah, it's... It's going to be weird, and I think the how health and how teams come together and how that, that all kind of shakes out is going to be one of the more interesting storylines this year. Blazers already kind of picking up some Knicks. We don't know what the timeline is on Norman Powell, so this may be the new norm. Did-um-dum. God, I just did it on my own. That's pretty awful. Uh, the new norm is Nasir Little uh, starting at small forward, but not old norm because he's just on the shelf for a little while. Uh, hopefully it's under a couple weeks. Um, if I had to... If I had to peg it, I'd probably put it at three weeks. Uh, from from what I from what I know about that kind of injury, let's, let's go with that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll come back and forecast at that. Uh, unfortunately, Blazers are coming off a loss. Fortunately, uh, I get to talk to a Blazer about this tomorrow. Um, I might post it tomorrow. I'll probably post it tomorrow, to be honest, um, just because uh, it's a one-off day before we get another game. Nasir Little will be joining Jack Ramsey's tomorrow afternoon after practice. Um, like I said, Mike Richmond stolen before me, but I'll allow it to happen since Mike is also a Tar Heel, and uh, that's that's kind of how it goes. But uh, I've got some questions already for Nas, um, and one of the things I'm going to ask him about is defensively, what's it like to go from the bench going to be a starter? and um a couple of things, particularly as it pertains to uh, the scouting report, just kind of give everybody an insight of what an NBA scouting report really looks like. Um, it's, uh, I think it's going to be really fun. We've had Nas on a couple different times, and, and Nas is, is, is a great interview. He's really open and forthcoming with how he thinks and how he goes about things, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, I'm recording with him tomorrow afternoon. Uh, look for it to drop probably tomorrow night, and then we'll have the pregame show for the Grizzlies game. Uh, might do it a little bit earlier depending on whether or not I'm at the game or not. Uh, and then at the post-game show, I'll probably do it a little bit later if I'm at the game because the drive from Portland to Newburgh is going to be hell. Uh, but I'll figure that out on the backside. That's that's a, that's a you know first-world problem to have when you're covering the game. Or I'll figure out a way to do it from there. Uh, I'm going to have to get the, uh, the, up, the, uh, the inside scoop on whether or not the Wi-Fi will be able to be able to contain the, the stream there. Little, little iffy on that, but we'll see. Um, but then Thursday we will have the the live show, so we'll have a couple of games to talk to, and I'll talk to Brandon about getting the player ratings. Um, I will do a weekly, so after the Grizzlies game, I will send out in some form on Twitter a weekly roundup for you guys to grade the players that have played, and I will kind of group it all together, and I will keep a weekly tally for all the fans and supporters and then i will keep a game by game tally of brandon and and we'll kind of see just kind of fun where um where everybody slots in uh what how people think guys are doing how i think they're doing how brandon thinks they're doing and where we're kind of valuing things um one but one way or another um that's just kind of how it goes um 
But again, thank you guys. Thank you guys so, so, so much. If you haven't already, please subscribe here to the show. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, like, rate, review, do all the things. You can follow Brandon on social at Brandon Sprague. You can follow me at Danny Morang. You can follow the show uh, on social media at Jacked Ramsey's. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up here because, well, I'm 42 minutes in and I'm just not going to talk about this game anymore. I'm just not going to do it. It's, uh, let's have some fun. I, I, I only got so much energy for whatever that was. I, I'm not going to put more energy in there for you. Okay, Reed, you got one more headline. You got to give it to me before we, before we go real quick. Give me your headline. You, you had one good one, so I will I will hang out here and I will I will give you a second to catch back up and give me that headline. It better be good because I'm stalling right here and dragging out what will, will be the podcast and it, it's got it's got to land, buddy. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's fun. Matt Helvey, I'm loving this up and down. They're both good and bad. Yeah, no, I I I, I don't want this. I, I I don't want this at all. I do not want them to vacillate between both those. All right, Reed. Blazers open bakery in L.A. Thirty turnovers passed out in L.A. Okay, you're it's decent. You're you're on. You you've got a little something there, but I think the in L.A. twice kind of derails it. You gotta you gotta get the syntax just right. But I'm 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 good with that. Thirty thirty turnovers passed out. Thirty thirty turnovers handed out. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you guys so, 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 so very much. Um, these are going to be fun to do no matter what, uh, win, lose, or draw. I love coming in here and talking to you guys, talking to Brandon. Uh, I've got some guests lined up for the next couple weeks. Uh, the Pacers game, I've got Caitlin Cooper. Uh, obviously, you have, I'll have uh, Sean Hyken come through. Joe Simons will come through. Um, I'm trying to get Richmond to come through. We're trying to figure out schedules and see the road probably works best. Uh, same with Ben Gulliver, uh, as well as uh, Eric Gunderson. Just trying to get everybody else in there. Uh, I, I want to bring, bring in some local, some national, uh, some local market people from outside of Portland and the, uh, the teams that they that they cover. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. So like I said, I'll have Nas tomorrow. Hopefully I'll drop that tomorrow night. If not, it'll be there uh, first thing Wednesday morning uh, before we get ready to take on – or excuse me, we'll get ready to take – do the pregame show for the Grizzlies. Until then, everybody, thank you all so, 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 so very much. You know how it goes. Till then, bye.